start doing these shows on Tuesday on Podbean and I thought I would do it with less than an hour notice so I'm very happy that some of you could make it here. Uh, I've got some good info for you and you know it's some stuff that everyone else is talking about but I tend to see these things in a different way and I'm trusting that some of you are going to see it the way I see things but you know what first of all I just want to start with a simple Bible verse, and it's the verse of the day on uh, Bible Gateway, and it's just, it's Luke 11, verse 13. So if you, despite 
being evil, know how good to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. And you know what? That's really what we need uh, to get through this. There's mixed messages. Look, I could do... I, I could do every show on hopium, you know, uh, the, the plan's intact, man. And, and by the way, a lot of this particular show is going to be on that. And I could go the other way and say, you know, well, if the good guys are in charge, why is there so much bad stuff happening? And that is true at the same time. And then we can get into the spiritual stuff, which I really love, because when you follow the spirit, the politics tend to run in a parallel. And spiritually speaking, uh, <laughs> something big is going to happen, folks. <laughs> something big is going to happen. Uh, mark my words, that's not a prophetic message. Um, I'm not one of these false prophets out there, but I am a spirit-filled man, and I'm telling you, I feel it in my bones just like you do. So I want to start off with Canada. And I know, uh, you know, most of my listeners are from the United States, but this is important. And I'm going to give you a Chris Sky update. And you have to, you have to understand... Chris Guy, uh, Chris Sikocha is his real name, uh, is running for mayor of Toronto. You've heard him on the broadcast a couple times now. He's highly intelligent. Uh, he was actually on InfoWars with Alex Jones yesterday. He has a real shot at this. And why do I say that? Well, first of all, he has incredible following. Uh, you know, Chris can say in 10 minutes, meet me here, and he'll have a crowd of 30 people, no matter where he is, you know, with, with 10 minutes notice. The guy has a draw. He has been right on virtually everything throughout the pandemic. Uh, he's a successful businessman. He's got money behind him. He's got good connections. He's got plans for Toronto which, by the way, one of the things that, you know, has Chris has been saying, and I believe it to be true, Toronto is one of the model cities for this 15-minute city uh, thing that's going on right now. Um, Canada, Klaus Schwab says Canada is a model for the rest of the world. So, you know, Canada and Australia are very, very similar in their ways. So this is important. And Chris Skye is a populist, just like Donald John Trump. Chris Skye has been, had to surrender himself to a police station today. Same day, Donald Trump. <laughs> Do you see the parallels? And did you, see, did you hear about that? Uh, oh, I forget his name. I've got it written down, but uh, or, or saved in Telegram. But the you know the freedom fighter in in Ireland essentially 
They're locking up their opponents, folks. This can't go on much longer. And I don't think it will. Uh, from what I'm hearing and seeing that is going on. Uh, hey, Misty River, I hope you're feeling better. Been praying for you. Thank you for being here. So just a back, bit of a quick update because I haven't been, you know, going on and on about the Canadian election, knowing that most of my uh, supporters are elsewhere. But it's important to you because if he gets in, he can make change globally. Believe it or not, the platform that the mayor of Toronto has is that important. And he can show by example, and he will do it quick. And by the way, you're waiting for Trump to drain the swamp. The election for the mayor of Toronto is the 26th of this month. Literally, if he is elected on the 26th, by July 4th, he could have a lot of the swamp drained and have all of you in America given the round of clap for him, okay? And seeing how it's done, then holding your mayors and governors and sheriffs accountable. So there is some election shenanigans that have been going on. Uh, all of the major media outlets are not acknowledging him. And... They will not let him advertise. He cannot buy ads. He can't advertise. He's put up election signs all around the city, and all around the city, they're being knocked down, they're being torn out, they're being removed, and we actually have sightings of city workers doing this. Now, you have to understand, much like in the state that you are in, it is illegal for anyone to tamper with an election sign if properly placed. And his he has to do everything by the book. There has also been voter roll shenanigans. Now, most of you will understand a there's a regular election. Uh, that, you know, happens every four years, and that gets a much greater turnout than if you have a by-election. Well, this election that Chris Skye is running in is a by-election. And when you have a by-election, you typically get about half of the voters that you do for a regular election, maybe even less than half. But interestingly enough, in this election, for, oh, sorry, for the previous election, the main election that was held a couple of years ago, there was 1.7 million registered voters in Toronto. For this by-election, or sorry, there's 1.6, for this by-election, there's 1.9 million. So in other words, for a by-election, there's been 300,000 new voters added to the rolls. Oh, and mail-in voting is acceptable for them. 
These people are scared of Chris Sky. You know, there's a uh, columnist for one of the main uh, newspapers in Toronto, famous across Canada, by the way, his name is Joe Wormington, or Worthington, and he has been running polls on Twitter. Who would you vote for in the election? And even in the first poll, he didn't name Chris Skye because he only wanted to name the, the six candidates the media is pushing. And there were so many comments underneath that, he ran another poll and he included Chris Skye. Chris Guy got about 90% on the poll from the Toronto Sun columnist. He is a real threat to them. And I also want to tell you this. I <coughs> have been to his house where he's housing his campaign staff. He's rented a house. It's not far from mine. And I've met some of the people on his campaign staff. And I say this with no exaggeration. These are some of the most high-level, intelligent, experienced people in the business. He would not have gotten a team of this caliber Everyone remembers our famous uh, crackhead mayor, <laughs> Doug Ford, who's deceased now. Everyone knows him. He made worldwide headlines. And by the way, he was one of the best mayors we had in Toronto. He did a good job, despite his flaws. He came out of nowhere and won the mayorship in Toronto. The same Persons or people who drove that campaign are working with Chris Sikocha. So this guy has a real chance. Now, with and I'm going to get to Donald Trump. I'm going to get to all that. I have a lot of stuff to bring to you, but it's important you hear this stuff. And I don't want to get this part of the story wrong, so I'm just going to give you the very basic synopsis of it. They're trying to exclude Chris Skye from the debates. Why? Because he will eat these other candidates alive. They don't have a chance against him. Not one of them has a chance against him. And there's uh, the Daily Bread Food Bank, which the man who runs it is a powerful man in Toronto. Um, I just... Kind of skipping around this story, I don't want to get the details incorrect. However, it's something to do with that. And Chris was going to be on a live debate uh, with the main candidates and all this stuff. And it's going to be nationally televised, streamed. And then I guess people started whispering in that man's ears after he had committed to Chris, committed to him. And the guy basically dumped the entire debate. Well, Chris, and again, I'm 
kind I'm giving you my understanding of the story. It might not be exactly right. But Chris, in text messages to the gentleman, said, listen, I'm going to expose all of this stuff. Put, put the debate back on. If not, I'm going to expose how phony these things are. The next thing Chris knows is he is being arrested. He had to turn himself in this morning because I guess it was this person or someone close to that person with the debates has said that Chris threatened them. Of course, there's absolutely no evidence of this. Uh, Chris so far has beaten 72 false charges, 26 different arrests. Not one of them is stuck because Chris is spotless. They keep charging and charging and charging. And I want to tell you this because much like what is happening to Donald Trump, Chris Skye is being arrested on an accusation with no evidence. He has to, he's literally going to be in jail today. You know, he's hoping to get bail, go out and, uh, you know, he'll be taken in a paddy wagon to go to court, hopefully today. Although Chris does have a debate scheduled for Thursday, and I'd be very surprised if they don't try to delay it until after Thursday. I pray that that is not the case, and I hope you will pray with me that that is not the case. But because he is being penalized, a mayoral, mayoral candidate on a no-evidence accusation, he's being arrested. So when I was speaking with Chris yesterday, I had planned to meet him at his house at uh, 6 a.m. this morning, and I was going to videotape the uh, entire ordeal. I was going to go with him from his house to the police station. And uh, so I went to bed last night with, uh, you know, thinking I'm going to get up real early in the morning. And of course I did get up around, you know, I guess 20 minutes to five. And I looked at my phone and I'm sure this is not a violation. Chris would say it's fine to play this, but I'm just going to tell you why I didn't do that. And, uh, and well, I'm going to let his voice recording explain exactly what happened. I, I just got some advice to get there earlier, around 5, so we're probably going to be leaving an hour earlier than we anticipated, that I told you before. I might even leave just before, I, depending on, i got to see how far it is from the house, but I want to get there around 5, because I think if I'm really lucky, I can get out early uh, in the morning. If there's no, not so many other people arrested, they can do my bail paperwork and everything and get me out of the paddy wagon to the courthouse when it, when it opens. So what I had planned to do, and, you know, I knew I was going to be hassled. Uh, you're not supposed to film, or they'll tell you you're not supposed to film in a police station. I was going to. I was going to because, first of all, 
I'm a taxpayer and I pay for that police station. Don't you tell me that I can't record. And I wanted to get it on videotape that he was going to be handcuffed, fingerprinted again, brought back on an accusation. Think of the danger of this. Go back. <laughs> Actually, don't, because I don't support Hollywood. But there was that movie years ago, Minority Report. No, no, no. We think you're going to do something wrong, so we're just going to throw you in jail. That's where we're at. And, you know, Chris needs your support. Prayer, most importantly. At least he might say money, but I'm saying prayer. Um, Chris is not a grifter. He's not doing this for the money. He has money. He doesn't need this, just like Trump. Okay? However, anyone who is not living in Ontario, Canada, you cannot donate to his mayoral campaign. However, anyone in the world can donate to a legal defense campaign. And, you know, listen, I, I know I'm going to get a few thousand listens on this broadcast. If half of you could send him five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, but even just five bucks, you can make a difference. And it's not just for Toronto, although it's near and dear to my heart because I live just outside of Toronto. This will affect what happens in the United States next. His website is chrissky4change.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-K-Y for change.com. That's F-O-R change.com it's funny that it's happening on the same day that the Donald Trump arraignment is happening if you've been listening to some of the interviews of people who are standing on the sides of the road in Miami and other places like that um, these people have had enough many of them are veterans Many of them are oath takers. It's at the breaking point, folks. We're getting there. But it's really interesting in the last few days, some of the comments that Trump has made. And we've all heard the Trump stump speeches. <clears throat> we've all heard his talking points. You know, now he's coming out with some new policy, and that's good, uh, some new talking points, but you've heard his talking points. But if you've been listening to this show for a little while, you know that I listen for the little things he says in between, because those are the big clues. And I'm going to play you this clip from the other day, this is in, uh, in Georgia. And of course, you know, with his arraignment, indictment, or whatever you want to call it, uh, happening, 
you know, he's hitting back, as Trump always does. But he's talking about Hillary here. And he says something really interesting, and he even repeats it. So you know you better pay attention for it, to it, okay? And, I, and there's a point to all this stuff that I'm going to be telling you about with Trump and everything else. So just listen. I'm only going to play half the clip, like 40 seconds long. Hillary Clinton set up an illegal private server in her basement specifically to break public disclosure laws and that would expose her and her family's finances. She stored vast quantities of classified and sensitive information, some of it leaking into Anthony Weiner. You remember him, computer? Anthony Weiner, that was a real beauty. Much of it went into Anthony Weiner's computer. That's probably the last, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I'd rather have it on Hunter Biden's computer than Anthony Weiner's computer. And when caught, Hillary deleted and acid washed. Okay. Did you catch it? Of course you did. Why in the middle of a speech, we can understand why he would hit Hillary. You know, the unfair scales of justice, all that stuff. We can understand why he would hit Hillary. But why did he go to Anthony Weiner's laptop? And he even made the point that I, he goes, if I was her, I think I'd rather it be on Hunter's laptop. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Put it in the chat if you uh, if you know what I'm talking about. When Anthony Weiner's laptop was taken by the FBI, or sorry, the New York City Police first before it was confiscated and then hidden by the FBI. But they say that 12 of the most hardened, this is fact, folks, I'm not making this up, 12 of the most hardened police officers who deal with crimes against humanity saw the video evidence on that and they were sick, like vomiting sick like needing counseling, sick, disturbed for the rest of their lives, sick. Now, I have not seen the video, but I have seen screenshots from the video. Is it possible the screenshots I saw were photoshopped or whatever? Yeah, it's possible, but I don't think so. I think she's a witch, and I think she does what witchy people do. And, I, in fact, I, I'll give you the name. Um, they call it the famous Frazzle Drip video. Um, I would advise you do not Google it. I would advise you do not look into it. But the photo I saw... The, from the video, it was a screenshot from the video. 
it was in high definition. This wasn't a grainy security camera off in the distance. And the photos depicted Hillary and Uma dancing around a helpless young one strapped to a table, and I will leave it there. Possibly one of the most sick that you you can't uh, if you're any what normal of a person you could not imagine the horror so why does he bring up that laptop again and bring it back into the spotlight it seems that Everything that they accuse Trump of, it then boomerangs. Like, just look at the boxes of documents that Trump is being arraigned on today. And by the way, did you look at the uh, at the uh, affidavit that was prepared? Uh, the reason, the justification for it all? It's a joke, folks. It's a complete joke. They brought it out on the same hour that they're going to be releasing the stuff about Joe Biden. It's a distraction. It's a counter move. They rushed it. In the uh, affidavit and in the documents, they show all these boxes and, uh, you know, hundreds of boxes. You've seen the pictures before. They included them in this to get the grand jury to think it's really bad. The amount of classified documents that the affidavit claims are in it are about 100. And by the way, they're perfectly legal. There's nothing. This is a civil case, and so they're trying to make it a federal case. Like, it, it just, even in our corrupt justice system, none of this stuff flies, folks. It's a distraction. So out of those hundreds of boxes they show, there's about 100 pages of so-called classified documents. You know how thick 100 pages is? It's a notepad, folks. You ever buy a notepad? It's 100 pages. But they show all these boxes on the propaganda media. I'll tell you, I think I, I need to do... Um, more more news these days, um, at least in the temporary, because you don't want to go to the uh, mainstream. So, of course, they're talking about impeaching Biden now. And, in fact, they have a duty to do an impeach. Uh, Wendy, God bless you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, they have a duty to impeach. Uh, thank you as well, sweet Southern girly. Thank you kindly. God bless you. It helps the algorithm, folks. It really does. Um, anyways, um, I lost my train of thought all of a sudden. Oh, yes, the impeachment. But we know that the left, they just go and do things illegally and they make it happen.
They constantly do it. They, they don't care about laws. They don't care about protocols. They don't care about anything. But the right does. So just like on a football field, if you're going against an opponent, you know, the left gains 10 yards, and then the right gains 2 yards. And then the left gets the ball again, they get another 10 to 15 yards, and the right pushes back and they get 4 yards. There's no, no, the impeachment won't go through because they can't get the numbers. The Democrats are too locked in it. And they've got the press on their side. So impeachment, although it might be introduced, it might create a good show trial. Oh, the right's fighting back hard for you. No, they're not. They know it goes nowhere. Something else has to happen. And I think Donald Trump gives the answer here, and it's kind of what I'm saying, and I'm just going to play you a 14-second clip here, and this is from him uh, just the other day in uh, Greensboro. Whoever took my place, and I hope it's not going to be anybody, because we're the ones that are going to save this country, because our country's in trouble. They'll go after that person, and that person will not be able to withstand the fire. And I know all of them. I know them all. And they actually admit it. They come to me, how do you stand this? And I usually look at them and say, in a sick way, I sort of enjoy it. Because it exposes them. It exposes them for what they are. And it's also lifted the poll numbers to even higher legs. Have you seen and every time they go after him, it does expose them. Now, there's another clip I wanted to play. It's much longer. Um, actually, I'm going to play this one first because it kind of goes along with the exposing one. Um, and this will uh, give enthusiasm to all you uh, Q people out there. Either the communists destroy America or we destroy the communists. And never forget what the demented persecution of our movement is all about. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. We're the only ones that can do it. Small group, relatively small group. But we can stop them cold, and we will. And we would have had them stop cold, and then. So it's just a small group around Trump. That'll keep all the, the Q people happy for a little bit. Um, there was one more clip I wanted to play. I don't think I'm going to. Um, Just give me two seconds. I'm just scrolling through here. So we all know about the Chuck Grassley stuff. Oh, yes. Probably the biggest key that uh, Trump said yesterday is that they've opened Pandora's box. He says, you know, before... He, he, you know, he basically threw Bill Barr under the bus. Bill Barr was a coward. 
He goes, you know, we shouldn't go after our political opponents. He goes, I kind of got it, you know, didn't agree with it fully, but kind of understood. And that has been the norm, you know, and in the media, he would have been crucified. We have to, we have to know that the media, he would have been crucified if he went after his political opponents, even if they're guilty, because the media is on the left. But now, with the media reporting all of this stuff, Donald Trump says, they've opened Pandora's box. He goes, now I can do it. Now I can go after them. There's going to be a lot of arrests, probably on both sides of the aisle, folks. When does this happen? I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, there's a lot of oath-taking patriots out there that uh, are going to take it into their own hands. And we pray it doesn't come to that. But it might have to. On uh, it related to Donald Trump, I found this to be fascinating. It's a guy I haven't talked about on here before, but I'm somewhat fascinated with one of the other Republican candidates that no one talks about, and that's Vivek Remiswamy. He is a bright guy, and of course he came into the public spotlight by being just a, a guest on Tucker Carlson in the last year on the Tucker Carlson show. So he got a little bit of fame, a uh, successful businessman, young guy, I think he's 37, certainly brilliant. Well, he decided to take the platform and run for president of the United States as a Republican. And you know what? I... I'm going to give you some opinion here. I think he's in it because he wants to win it. I think he knows his chances aren't that great, but he's in it because he wants to win it, and there's always a chance to win it. There's also a chance that he could become very popular and get a VP pick. That's always a possibility as well. One thing that is for sure about him is, let's say, and he's spending a lot of his own personal fortune, apparently, but he's also, you know, I've heard him say in his own words, he's able to re raise over a billion dollars. He's connected. But he says he's not holding to his donors and all this stuff. Okay, being a politician, say stuff like that all the time. I don't believe him. But he's a businessman, so let's say he has just a nudge more integrity than, than a seasoned politician. He, uh, you have to understand, running for president and depending on, the longer he lasts in the race, the higher his profile gets. Business-wise, in his personal business, let's say he loses the election, which he probably will, and 
He just goes back to being a businessman. Whatever he invested is going to come back tenfold to him. You have to understand it. It's a vicious game that the world puts on. Yes, for losing, you can win big by just going out there and putting your hat in the ring. So just understand that. But the reason I bring him up, <coughs> you know, most of the under other candidates aren't saying anything about Donald Trump. And in fact, Vivek Ramaswamy has said why that is. He says that the, uh, the party is advising them all to just stay away from it. Did you hear that? He's like the head of the Republican Party, and the party is telling all the candidates not to touch this. Interesting, right? So Vivek Rumaswamy came out today in Miami in front of the courthouse today, and he made two announcements. By the way, both, in my opinion, are stunts, but it's a really smart stunt he pulled. Really smart. So if you haven't heard it, it just happened in the last hour or so. The first thing he did was he put out FOIA requests. Uh, those are information requests to the DOJ, to the White House, everything. He's paying for it out of his own pocket for all the communications between the White House, the DOJ, and the prosecutor that's prosecuting Trump. And he says that they have 20 days legally to respond to it. And he says if they don't respond... On the 21st day, essentially, he's going to start suing every one of them. And then he pointed to the big bad media and said, I'm doing your job. He's playing the trump card. And this is why it's so smart. He's standing out there defending Donald Trump to Donald Trump's voters. And he says, listen, I would be better running in the race without Donald Trump here. He's a force. But I don't want to win by having him taken out of the race. I want to win because I'm better for the job. Smart move. That was his first announcement. His second announcement was that he sent a letter to every other candidate in the race Republican and Democrat, and he names them. And his letter, he's inviting them to either sign the letter or to tell publicly why they will not sign the letter. And the content of the letter is this. He says, on January 21st of 2025, the first day of his presidency or anyone of the other contenders who wins, the first act will be to pardon Donald Trump from anything that he is charged for. 
This is brilliant. Again, he's playing to the Trump base. Smart campaign move. But also, he's setting up every other one of those candidates for in the debates. He has set them up. He has set a trap, and it's hard for them to get out of it. Can they? Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty smooth people out there. And speaking of smooth and deep state media, um, I just want to say a couple thoughts on this. Um, I can't stand Sean Hannity. He is nothing but a plant. And one of the worst of them. If you think he's a Trump supporter because he has Trump on his show all the time and he says pro-Trump things from time to time, he's not. He's just a supporter of conservatism. He's playing his role. The right-left divide, and he is one of the most obvious players in there. But I recorded his show last night because he had Governor Newsom from California on. And Newsom is a wild card. Many people think he's going to jump in and somehow replace Biden for the election. Newsom is as slick as they come, folks. He is highly intelligent. He's slick and he is connected. You know he's connected. He's related to Pelosi. He's a good-looking guy with a lot of charisma as well. So, Hannity did his... Yeah, he's the nephew of Pelosi. Hannity did his best... You know, he, he, first of all, Hannity talks so much. He can't stand, for, for what should be a two-second question, he'll talk two and a half minutes. It, the guy loads it up and loads it up and loads it up, he, you know, and he repeats himself all the time. He just was a broken record. But he tried his best with these hard-hit-em questions on Newsom, and by the way, I'm not rooting for Newsom here. <laughs> not at all. I think the guy's a snake. But it's worth saying, Newsom gave Hannity a beatdown. He made Hannity look like a fool. And I gotta say, I... Uh, took a little bit of pleasure in that as much as I don't want to see Newsom rise in popularity. Um, he embarrassed Hannity, I'm telling you. All right, and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff I can be reporting on. There's some weather phenomenons that are going on. I think most people have figured out that that orange cloud uh, over New York was probably related to that... Uh, ammonium uh, phosphate that was stolen from the train in California. (laughs) 
Because let me tell you, folks, I, I know there's a video, most of you probably saw it, but I, I was thinking about this the whole time. I live in southern Ontario. There's fires just north of me. <laughs> I know there's main, more fires in Quebec or whatever, but folks, it wasn't uh, it wasn't an orange cloud that went over my head. <laughs> you know, and uh, there just how did how come it only happened in New York? <laughs> kind of funny how that works. So the last story I want to talk to you about is. Dan Bongino, you've heard of him. Oh, hey, Eve, glad to see you here. Actually, I've been meaning to call you, Eve. You're going to get a surprise call from me pretty soon. You you and uh, sweet Southern girly, I have something to approach both of you on. <laughs> so Dan Bongino, on his program the other day, on his podcast was so visibly upset about what they're doing to Trump. And he's a Trump supporter. He's not in the DeSantis camp or anything like that. He's in the Trump camp. But he started reflecting back and saying, you know, I was on he goes, first of all, all roads lead to Obama. And by the way, we know it's Obama who's running the show right now. Come on. We all know it. He said all roads lead to Obama. And Obama set this whole thing up. We know that. Obama was the boss. I'm repeating what Dan Bongino said when all this stuff at Burisma happened. Obama was the boss. Hillary was Secretary of State. Like, come on. All roads lead back to Obama here. But here's what Dan Bongino said that was really, really interesting. And by the way, Michelle Stefanik, if you hear this, <laughs> this is almost for you. <laughs> um, by the way, I had a great conversation with Michelle Stefanik, and I'm going to get her, get her on and talk. Her book is out, folks. And it's blowing me away. Um, you can find it on Amazon. I highly recommend it. This is one. You can get it on Kindle. But you should put it in your collection. You want a hard copy of this in my opinion. Tell the truth until they don't like what you have to say. An abridged testimony of a U.S. constitutional oath taking U.S. Department of State survivor. And her book, I've never seen anything like it. The evidences, the documentation. She has is incredible, but back to Dan Bongino. So Dan Bongino says, you know, I was on Obama's Secret Service detail. I saw some things. And he mentions that uh, there was one particular person who's as close as close can be to Barack Obama, and he goes, everybody knows the name. Everybody knows the name. But this person would take foreign dignitaries, people would be snuck into the White House, Secret Service saw it, Dan Bongino saw it. They'd be snuck into the White House, and they would go into a room, and there would be classified documents sat out 
for them to see. Dan Bongino says, as Secret Service agent, he saw foreign dignitaries coming in, not on the marks, not vetted or anything like that. So snuck into the White House and up into rooms to see classified documents. But then he said something really fascinating in the same sentence, kind of like how Donald Trump just slipped in, you know, why was it on Wiener's laptop? Kind of like that. He says, and it was like they were being honeypotted at the same time. You know, little, uh, you get to see some stuff, but we get to get some film on you. Now, I'm just going to have some fun with this for a second. Could it have been Big Mike? <laughs> oh, Mr. Chinaman, you want to see Nuclear Secret? You must take round with Big Mike. <laughs> take one for your country. <laughs> and if you don't, you go back and uh, and G's going to kill you. <laughs> <clears throat> so, aha. No. So Dan did not make a report. He's threatening. He's threatening to start naming names. But that's my point, and that's why I mentioned Michelle. Because these people took oaths. And if there's one thing that gets Michelle Stefanik upset, is these people who take oaths and don't honor their oath. So yeah, you got a job to protect the president, but didn't you take an oath first? And then you're assigned that job. Does that job supersede the oath you took? Why is it taking so long, Dan? Oh, I know why. You were building a big media empire and getting lots of money. Don't want to rock the boat on that one. And if you look at basically any of them that are these oath-taking people that are not coming out and telling the truth, they don't respect the oath, folks. Michelle would call them traitors, treason. <laughs> she uses strong language, man. She, she is a firecracker, and I love her. You know, she brings up so many points about when all this stuff is coming out, right after her book comes out. Susan Rice, gone. A couple other people, gone. And she's making a strong argument that it has to do with her book. And when I'm looking at her book, I'm believing it. I think she has one of the most powerful cases and testimony out there.
You've heard all of these other things, but I'm telling you, what's interesting about her story and the Dan Bongino and all these people, because going back to this bombing, which predated 911, this is a 98, folks. It, this was a warm up for 911. It really was. It's the same people involved every in every one of these scandals. It's the same small group. And yet, you have Trump, who I believe is a good man and actually cares about his kids and his grandkids. Whether he's being used... You know, by the light side, by the dark side. It doesn't matter. God's going to let us get what we're going to get. God's in control. But I like his policies better, and I'm rooting for Trump. So, anyways, let me know what you think in the comments. And uh, thanks for giving the likes and stuff like that. Uh, Listen, if you can support the show, there's a Patreon button here uh, on Podbean. And uh, I also have a, a PayPal that uh, you can find in any other show description. Just live shows don't allow for long description. But I appreciate it. And, of course, you can go to mylibertystand.com. If you haven't done it yet, spend 15 minutes with me. Check it out. It's worthwhile. Anyways, God bless each and every one of you, and uh, you know what? I haven't played this song on for a long time. I'm going to play the Right On Radio song as we go out, but just remember, as we go out, remember, love your God above all other things, above everything. Love your family. Love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community. And by the way, I'm going to keep opening the show with get up, stand up, because it's time that you start having those uncomfortable conversations with your neighbors. If you're worried about burning a bridge with them, so be it. Um, I'd rather burn a bridge than live, live under communism. We need to get the normies awake. You need to have those conversations at your personal risk. I get it. But you got to start doing it. Pray before you go. God bless each and every one of you. You'll make a difference in your community.